Hi, everyone. This is Regina with Hermana Podcast. Welcome. I'm here with AJ O'Neill and her little puppy friend, Uku. AJ is a friend of mine here in Phoenix. She's a woman artist and entrepreneur. We met through another badass woman here in Phoenix, Jeanette LeBlanc. She's a writer. We'll probably be on this podcast in the future. And I'm looking forward to talking to AJ and sharing her work with all of you. She has super meaningful song lyrics. She's a singer-songwriter, and her focus is on indie folk influenced by pop and jazz. So tell me a little bit about how you, you've developed your style or what's inspired you. Um, I really started in folk. I started with this like group of like old folk people, um, and they really helped me kind of figure out what I needed. So I started doing storytelling through folk music, influenced by what I was listening to most, which was like oldies and like Nora Jones style jazz and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And then, you know, you walk through a grocery store and you hear different music. It was influenced by all those things I was hearing. And so my style just became something that was very much my own. And you do have a very unique style. Tell us a little bit about how writing songs is a medicine for you. I mean, that's that's it. Like that's it. Songs, that's the songs, medicine. Yeah, the medicine for me. Um, I actually, I used to work at this Christian summer camp, and they hired me as a musician. And they were like, "You can't play music except in the specific times given," which was like I couldn't rehearse the songs or anything like that. I was like, why not? And they're like, oh, it, it distracts. Like, it distracts the campers. And I was like, okay, but what about, like, by myself, in my cabin, on my break? And they're like, no, you can't do that. And, I mean, this was back when I was Christian, so I was like, but that's how I talk to God. Mm -hmm. You know? And they're like, well, you can just, like, pray. That's how you talk to God. You just pray. And I was like, well, what? Like, I use music. Like, I use music to figure things out. They ended up firing me. And they said, you talk to God through music, which means your faith is not mature enough and you're of no use to us here. Mm -hmm. And then I was very quickly shunned by all of those people that were family to me. And I was cyberbullied by one of them pretty soon after that. Mm -hmm. And that just snowballed. I ended up being completely like out of the church and everything. Yeah, so... That week was that week was so hard for me because I mm -hmm. didn't have my music. I didn't have my music to figure out what was going on or to help me process. Um, and it was so hard that I told them like I I need to play. Mm -hmm. So then I was fired and shunned and bullied. But I ended up writing a song about it. Yes, <laughs> of course, turn it into art. I want to record and release it, but I haven't. Um, but the song is called God Loves the Girls, and like that main line is God loves the girls much prettier than I. 
Wow. Yes. So it's definitely carried you through a lot of healing experiences. I use it like another person uses like a journal. Like I'm writing down my feelings and my thoughts, but a lot of times I'm just writing them in a way that I'm hoping to connect to somebody else with. Hmm. How do you stay connected and inspired to your music when you are also running, pretty much managing yourself, trying to book shows and, you know, performing and doing promotion stuff? I don't know. (laughs) I don't, I guess there's no other option. There's, I I have a big whiteboard in my room, like a teacher size whiteboard, and I write everything on there. I have like my, my lists and my that's all my organization. So when I'm away from it, it's really hard. I have like three months at a time on the calendar, like on my whiteboard. And I have lists of like places to call, people to reach out to, songs I need to rehearse, you know, dates, times, key changes. <laughs> yes. It's all on this giant whiteboard. And then in a corner, I have like my jar sessions, which ones I need to like rehearse, who I'm rehearsing them with, the goal for when to release them. Tell us about your jar sessions. My jar sessions are all cover songs. My goal for this year was to put content out because I had made myself so afraid of not being well received that I stopped putting anything out. And I was like, you know, this doesn't feel great and I need to be doing something. And while I don't have the money, you know, all the time to be recording because it's expensive, I do have the time and the little bit of money it requires to do a cover song and put it online mm-hmm. and then I was talking with my friend Nina who does my photography and the videography for this stuff and it just snowballed into this project where I asked people for songs they sent me songs and I put them on little pieces of paper and actually put them into a very large used to be pickle jar so I pull them out of the pickle jar and if I'm working with another person I actually will pull a few out and be like, which one of these would you like to do? Mm-hmm. But if it's me, I try to just pull one out and be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. So it's very in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and then arrange that, rehearse it, and then we film it. For filming it, we usually do one take, and that's the take that the recording's from. And then sometimes we'll go back and do like one or two little things, like getting the light off the guitar or something like that. Mm-hmm. So tapping feet. <laughs> AJ know. and I were talking about these house concerts, yes. but I went to a house concert once in New York with my friend Jenna in this house where a woman had been hosting a jazz band every Sunday for like, I don't know how many years. And somehow you would get the code and go up to her apartment and this her house was packed with people and a jazz band in the living room. We were sitting in the kitchen, I think. But you said you do some of that as well. I love house concerts. That was so cool. If I could only do one kind of show for the rest of my life, it'd be house concerts. How come? What's the what's so special about it? I love house concerts because they're intimate. Because you can see the faces of everyone you're singing to. And you can make inside jokes. And um, I like to change my sets based off of what people are responding to. Hmm. How much I talk about the meaning of a song. Or don't. <laughs> um and ask questions like if they want to know before or after or you know what it made them feel like or think of mm-hmm. that kind of stuff it builds the community there's mm-hmm. so much intimacy it's it's more intimate for me 
it's more vulnerable for me. Um, and I just feel that connection so much better because I can look people in the eyes. Mm. And a lot of other places you can maybe see the first few rows of people and then it's nothing. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's hard to connect to nothing. Yeah. So a lot of why music is so healing is the connection piece, I imagine, as well. I find that with photography also, with badass women photos, it's just such an intimate space to really be able to see someone and connect with them on some emotion, you know? It's intimate and like, in that in that connection, when you're seeing somebody, like you're seeing what they need. Like someone, I, I sang my song, God Loves the Girls, uh, okay, really funny. The first time I sang that song, I was so scared to sing it, and it's at a house concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "Who, who is going to relate to me? This girl that's like lived my whole life trying to be part of this this world that very clearly didn't want me. Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to relate to that? Especially when it has to do with religion." And I sang the song, and I didn't realize at the time. But the majority of women that I was singing to were gay. And almost every single one of them mm-hmm. had a very similar reaction mm-hmm. with their church. And so after I sang that, all of them came up to me. Mm-hmm. And it was just this moment of like, oh, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I'm not alone. It was like every story was a little different, but the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, naming it. Yeah, connecting. Yeah, giving someone else the permission to to feel it. To feel openly. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a song about my dad, and when people don't quite listen, you know, they'll just relate it to another relationship. But when they're really like in that moment, hearing it for what it is, mm-hmm. I've had a few people come up and like talk to me about like their relationship with their dad or their parent. Mm-hmm. They're just their parent wasn't what they needed to be yeah. and like just to connect to somebody over that it's pretty powerful very powerful and you mentioned this song about your dad took you a while to write yeah oh my gosh <laughs> it was like two years too late but it after I wrote that I felt completely free from everything I've been carrying mm-hmm. so. mm. yesterday I went to a really cool networking group gathering called soul solutions and just a bunch of healers artists there and the theme was forgiveness and we all talked about (laughs) forgiveness and how we forgive and it seems like music for you might be that and a lot of the focus was on like the process you know sometimes we understand we need to forgive and it takes us a while until we feel like okay we're ready and I feel like that happens a lot with art you get inspired in one way or another and you kind of have to be with it for a long time or for a while, however long, until you're ready to let it go, even though you may know that <laughs> yeah. you need to let go. I think my big my big struggle is often the opposite. I forgive to the point of becoming hurt again and again and again. Mm. Um, and so recently my journey has been about separating from people and like acknowledging when I'm not being treated well, mm-hmm. saying it, and then kind of depending on how people respond. Like a lot of times I'll be like, hey, this hurt me. I understand it was probably not your intention, 
but it was your impact and mm-hmm. I just need you to acknowledge that and then depending on how they respond I kind of decide what role they're going to play in my life healthy boundaries <laughs> I'm working on it yes lately Charity and I have been repeating let go let grow let go let mm-hmm. grow so true when we let go yeah. of something even if it's another person each of us has the opportunity to grow from the experience. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what are some challenges that you feel like you may face in the music industry, particularly because you're a woman? Um, I think it's impossible to separate the fact that I'm a woman and the fact that I'm a black woman. Mm -hmm. So when I think of the struggles that I face, it's not just because I'm a woman, it's because I'm a black woman. Mm -hmm. Um, and often because I'm a young black woman. So I have, there's a venue that I was fired from. Uh, They called me the day after I performed and I'd been performing there for years. Um, A couple had been by me. They asked me some questions about why I wasn't a couple and then another woman. And they'd asked me these questions about why I hadn't been on like American Idol, which as flattering as that is, those are businesses that own you. Mm-hmm. American Idol in particular, I think their contract was 10 years. And they they own not only like what you sound like, but they own what you look like and they own what you represent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I told them like, these are, these are the reasons. And as a, as a black woman who does indie folk music, I would likely be changed. Mm-hmm. They would likely have me lose weight, probably straighten my hair, um, change my my look a lot. Um, and your look is amazing. She's wearing freckles, <laughs> glitter freckles at the moment. I really like glitter They're really great. Right <laughs> They're amazing. Don't change. Thanks. Never change. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they would likely change to what they think would make money which would be more adhering to a stereotype Mm -hmm. or just what they think a black woman should or would sound like, look like, act like. And I would be required to by contract. And the other thing that I said was growing up, the place that I grew up, the way that I grew up, there weren't that many people that looked or acted like me in media. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to change and, you know, do that. I want to, I want to yeah. know who I am because I know there's somebody else out there who's going to connect to that. Absolutely. Um, and their response was just like, they were so offended that I identified as a woman of color. Um, they were really upset at me for like bringing race into it. And at one point the guy goes, well, how would you feel if I said I identified as a white man? And I was just like, you are the <laughs> um, Which in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's just a thing. Mm-hmm. So you do with it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he, he was so offended that he called and complained wow. about me. And like they cornered me during my break. Mm. <laughs> um, but he called and complained and I was fired the next day. No one asked what happened. Mm-hmm. No, um, there's a few a few other instances where I will send p- 
people will ask for me to send my photo and not my sound. They won't ask for links to my music. They get an email. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, oh, we're looking to book. Like, can you send your photo? And they'll go, oh, you're not the look we're looking for. Straight up. Yeah. And I've, uh, I've reached out to some of my other musician friends who are mostly men. And they're like, we've never encountered that. We've never experienced that. That sounds ridiculous. They've never asked them for a photo. Well, they've never just asked for a photo or like they may say like, oh, can you send photo music so we can promote? But but their look has never been brought up as a reason why they may not be booked someplace. Mm, got it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do. Like, it's and how do you how do you deal that. with all these with these obstacles? Just keep pushing. Actually, I have a show on the 14th. Yes. I'm really excited about and really Tell us where. Um, Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about it. I'd love all the support I could get. But my mom called me the other day. She was so upset. She was like half yelling on the phone. She's like, have you seen their Facebook page? I was like, yes and no. Like, I don't actively look at their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, they made a post. I was like, okay. Well, it's not a picture of you. And I look and I'm like, okay, it's a link. Like the reason it's not a photo of me is that it's it's a link. It was a link to like an interview with multiple people that I was part of. So they tagged me, but it's this image of a white woman. And my mom is so mad because she's like, it's an image of a white woman. And my mom is so sweet <laughs> because I think it's something she's just now noticing. Mm. like when the it was in the past few years mm-hmm. and I'm like mama I've been black my whole life like this isn't, <laughs> like I'm, like you know and, you've known me yeah like I get that they didn't post a photo of me yeah and she's so upset about it I'm like you know I'm upset that it's not a photo of me but like I can't do really do anything about it right mm-hmm. now I emailed them I was like you know it made them so happy if you uh. made a post that had my photo so I'll keep you updated if they put that photo up. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> they do. So we ask everybody on the podcast, what makes you a badass? Oh, oh I know you're Nazi. I don't know if I've ever used that word to describe myself. <laughs> um, but you are one, so. Okay. <laughs> I would say love. Hmm. I love what I do. I love doing what I do, even though it's hard. I love pushing through, even when obstacles are there for reasons they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I love the people who support me. And I love showing the people who support me that I love them. Yes. So, so much love. You are love. you are love, yes. <laughs> My answer. Awesome. Love makes you a badass. Yes. It does. What advice would you give someone who is interested in pursuing art as their career and maybe hasn't made that leap or who is also going through through just growing in their art career? I guess I have a few things of advice. The first is try to form in your mind what you want from this. Is this something where you want to sign a label? Is this something where you want to be independent? Um, Is it something where you want to do solo, a band, both? 
try to have that in your mind so that as you're making strides towards your career, you're making strides towards that goal. Um, that's a really, really big thing. And you don't want to stray too far from that unless you find out it's something that doesn't make you happy. In which case, yeah. you, make Pivot. Another, you make another goal. My other one is to branch out before you try to branch up. Mm. Um, because I found, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I found that the people that I work with are the only people that are going to raise me up. And the people that I work with are the people that I want to raise up. So if you're elevating the people around you, then you're making progress because you're all rising together. Snaps. <laughs> uh, I've, I've met met quite a few people that don't want to branch out. And I've watched as they start to go up and they start to lose all that support that they could have had. Mm-hmm. And I think that being surrounded by really good, sweet, kind, talented people, it, it, it matters more when they're your friends than when they're your competition. Mm, I love that. <laughs> yes. That's been a recurring theme in our past few episodes. Ooh. Sarah last week talked about non-competitive leadership as well all about who you're surrounding yourself with and uplifting one another thank you it matters it matters so much i mean in life and especially in in your work and your art and everything everything that's why it's so good to have these little dog friends around i love my dog friends (laughs) they're always celebrating you constantly oh yeah also shout out to arizona animal welfare league for letting me do a jar session with them every month Mm. and letting me literally go in as a volunteer and cuddle dogs wow it's wonderful yeah (laughs) where's my invite to cuddling dogs you can do that maybe we can put a a link in Mm -hmm. yeah so we'll put a link in the show notes yeah yes it's great all they want is eight hours a month so if you can give eight hours a month or more you can volunteer to being cuddled by puppies i go in and I like to find the shy dogs and bring a book and I sit in their kennel and I cuddle and read. Perfect. It's so, so great. It's just and a it different really version of a library. Yep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, AJ. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. For our closing piece where we normally share words or song or spoken word, AJ's going to sing a song for us and play a song for us on her uke. On my guitar. Guitar. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about the song that you're going to share with us? I will. So this song is coming out September 19th. It'll be like on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Um, I have another song online called Storm. And this song is all around that same experience. Um, just, I give, I tend to give myself to people a lot. Like, I form friendships really quick. I, I jump like headfirst into all these different kinds of things. Um, and there was someone that I really cared about and I realized that they'd just been kind of using me to just get through what they needed to get through and then they dropped me. Um, so I wrote a few songs about it. 
As one does. As one does. And this is one of them. The song I'm going to sing is called February. Oh, it's, it's the bridge of February. <laughs> September 19th? Yes. Oh, Even though it's called February, it comes out in September. Oh, it's all good. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you. That's beautiful. Mm, melting in my chair. Awesome. Well, that that closes our podcast for today. Thank you all so much for being here. And you can look forward to more of AJ's songs coming out. And we'll share all the ways to contact her and get in touch in the show notes if you don't want to go to the show notes i'm going to spell my name for you so it's aj just the two letters and then my last name is o d as in dog n as in nancy e a l all right everyone thank you so much for listening we love having you here and sharing all these inspiring stories with you See, you think I